has to be some common sense. Yes, sir, they have the car stopped in We still don't know who pulled the trigger. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, retired NYPD Sergeant Bill Cannon. And as we reported last evening uh, in a hastily thrown together show at about 10.20 Eastern Standard Time, 10.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time last night, there has been some break and movement, of course, in the disappearance of Madeline Kingsbury, who has been missing since March 30th first of of this year from Winona, Minnesota. Uh, Apparently last night, her husband, excuse me, I keep calling him a husband. They refer to him as her partner. And they have two children in common, a two-year-old and a five-year-old. In many parts of the country, that makes it a common law type marriage, uh, even though it's not recognized in a lot of states. But they are, by in the Family Court Act, at least in New York City, they would be considered family. Anyway, all of that is uh, just technical stuff. Last night at about, uh, I believe it was about 7.15, 7.30 p.m., Adam Fravel was taken into custody and uh, going to be charged with murder second degree. And that would be intentional murder, not uh, premeditated murder. Uh, that's something in the law in Minnesota as to why they charge him with intentional rather than premeditated. Also, yesterday afternoon, apparently, some remains were recovered. And that's one of the things uh, today, the press conference is supposed to be at 2 p.m. And when the press conference goes live, we will we will go to it. But some of the things that we absolutely do know is that they have recovered some remains uh, I think it can take a while to ID them. They could do it in 24 hours. But one of the things that could lead them to believe that is Madeline is A, where she was discovered, and B, the clothing that she was wearing. So that apparently matched the description of the clothing uh, that she was wearing when she went missing uh, or clothing that she's previously worn. I want to play a little bit of this. This is from the local news get to this is what we know big breaking news in the maddie kingsbury case she's the minnesota mom who went missing on march the 31st of this year this is what we know tonight the father of madeline kingsbury's two children has been arrested on probable cause for murder now we don't know if the arrest there uh is linked to the kingsbury case but our team at fox 9 has reached out to authorities for more information okay also breaking tonight i want to put this up here this is what we know we're learning this from fox 9's jennifer mcdermott she's tweeting out this statement from the winona police department they're saying human remains have been found this afternoon north of mabel minnesota and so also uh authorities confirming law enforcement found human remains off of highway 43 north of mabel minnesota about an hour away from winona while the medical examiner has yet to positively identify the remains authorities say that they located the remains during the maddie kingsbury investigation so uh this is what we know uh, about kingsbury's ex-partner's arrest his name Adam Fravel. I want to put this tweet up here. Uh, and this is kind of his information when he was processed, when he was taken into custody there. He was booked into jail shortly after 7 p.m. Central Time today. And again, remember, he's being held on probable cause for murder, second degree murder charges. You know, folks, we always, uh, I always define probable cause, basically facts and circumstances that would allow a reasonable person to believe that a crime has been committed and the person arrested committed the crime. So that is what they have on Adam Fraville. Uh, They have probable cause, and again, he has been arrested, taken into custody last night, and you see the uh, intake date, 6-7-2023, at 1912 hours, which is 
12 hours, 7 p.m., 12 hours. Just with intent, not premeditated, awaiting his first court appearance. So if you're not familiar with this case, this is what we know. This is who Maddie Kingsbury was. She went missing on the last day of March. She was last seen dropping her kids off at their daycare. And she was with Adam Frazel, the father of her kids. She reportedly returned home with him. But that's when things get a little murky and a little unclear. He says he left the home around 10 a.m. Police saying his van did travel away from the home. Uh, and then when he returned, he said Maddie Kingsbury was gone. Police said there's no... You know, that that's the part of this story that, uh, that the police didn't share uh, much of. Like, was she ever seen getting out of the van and into the house was he seen getting out of the van and into the house that's you know we we always use the word fugazi that's the fugazi part and we i know and i stated it last night and numerous other times no woman ever leaves her phone and her pocketbook behind just as you know no i don't want to make it gender specific but no man leaves his wallet and his phone behind either if he's going out and driving. So the fact that those, uh, the her pocketbook and her cell phone, some of her personal belongings were found in the house, that was a very suspicious circumstance. And when I'd heard that in the very beginning, I knew that this was not going to be good. No evidence she left the home on foot or in another vehicle. She never showed up to pick her kids up from daycare and her wallet, keys, and ID were all left inside of the house. So despite massive search efforts from law enforcement, uh, Kingsbury's remains are still missing. Obviously, these human remains have been found, uh, and so we will wait for official identification and confirmation if they are, in fact, hers. But remember, from the police department there, the Winona Police Department, they are saying uh, they were found in connection with the search for Kingsbury, back out to this tweet here from our Fox 9 folks as well. So remember, uh, as for uh, Adam Frazel, uh, his name was already in the news this week because he filed for custody of the two kids in family court just on Monday, the two kids he shares with Maddie Kingsbury. Well, uh, for more on that, we want to hear uh, a report from Fox 9 Minneapolis reporter Rose Schmidt about just that. Monday morning, Adam Frable appeared in court as he fights for parental rights. He shares two children aged two and five with Madeline Kingsbury. Following their mom's disappearance on March 31st, the young children were removed from Frable's care because he does not have legal custody. Court documents show Frable made an admission that children are in need of protective services. The Facebook group dedicated to finding Maddie Kingsbury writing Monday, the children will remain with Maddie's parents temporarily until a custody hearing date is set. In the meantime, the case has been moved to family court where Frable has filed a formal custody petition. Police say he was the last person to see Maddie before she disappeared. Frable has not been charged with any crime and he insists he's done nothing wrong. He says he and Maddie dropped the kids off at daycare. He told police he left Maddie's home in her minivan to run errands and when he came back later, she was gone. Investigators have called Maddie's disappearance involuntary and suspicious. All right, Rose, thanks so much. Remember, that was just Monday. Uh, Frable there filing for custody of, of the two children. So he is in custody uh, on probable cause for murder. Remains have been found uh, in connection with the search for Maddie Kingsbury. And so this story is going to be developing, no doubt, in the next couple of days. We'll make sure to bring you the latest with it. We do have some. So, folks, um, we've we've covered this since the very beginning. And. Um, a massive searches occurred from day one. She's got a very loving and protective family. Her sister, Megan, was sort of the voice of the family. Um, it was known right from the very beginning when the police said this disappearance is involuntary and suspicious. Uh, I don't think you can uh, say much more than that that will convince people that, uh, you know, this was real serious. And I don't think a lot of people right from the very beginning, myself included, didn't envision a happy outcome to this story uh, because of, of the circumstances behind this. Madeline Kingsbury, I believe she was 26 years old. She had a great job at the Mayo Clinic as a researcher. She had just um, 
was supposed to start graduate school. And apparently her and Adam, whatever their relationship were, they were breaking up. And we always say in, in potential domestic violence incidences, the most dangerous part uh, of a, a potential domestic violence incident is when a, when a relationship is going south. Um, so we've said that before, and it, it appears that uh, that's that, that's apparently what may have happened here. And you know, when you look into the background of, of Adam Fravel, he doesn't really have a criminal history. However, his behavior was quite erratic. When the police went to take the children from him, uh, he was ready not to turn over his children. And you know, we you can argue that hey, a lot of parents would do that. They say, You're not going to take my children from me. But when you put them within the circumstances of this case, it becomes a little bit uh, more than that. More than just a parent uh, defending their child. This was a the fight for just earlier in the week, the fight for um, for custody. Uh, let me play a little bit of this. Maddie's children agreed to a temporary custody agreement, and the kids will remain with Maddie's parents. But court filings today indicate Adam Fravel is not giving up his quest for custody. Monday morning, Adam Fravel appeared in court as he fights for parental rights. He shares two children aged two and five with Madeline Kingsbury. Following their mom's disappearance on March 31st, the young children were removed from Fravel's care because he does not have legal custody. Court documents show Fravel made an admission the children are in need of protective services. The Facebook group dedicated to finding Maddie Kingsbury, writing Monday, the children will remain with Maddie's parents temporarily until a custody hearing date is set. In the meantime, the case has been moved to family court where Fravel has filed a formal custody petition. Police say he was the last person to see Maddie before she disappeared. Fravel has not been charged with any crime, and he insists he's done nothing wrong. He says he and Maddie dropped the kids off at daycare. He told police he left Maddie's home in her minivan to run errands, and when he came back later, she was gone. Investigators have called Maddie's disappearance involuntary and suspicious. As this custody battle continues, Maddie Kingsbury's loved ones are planning a benefit on Saturday. All the proceeds will go toward caring for her children. Randy. So obviously, uh, this that was a, a pat, you know, past talking about uh, about this case. So now, the I mean, the custody battle, of, of course, is not it's it's moot now because he's been arrested, and there's no chance him or anyone in his family is going to get uh, custody of these children. However. It's it's not over as far as now, of course, the prosecution of him. And we, we spoke about last night. What you know, would they be able to make a case without a body or without uh, remains? And it appears now and it's not 100 percent confirmed that they do have remains or a body. Don't don't forget. Maddie has been uh, disappeared on March 31st. So we're, we're at uh, June 8th right now. So if she was out in the elements, uh, I don't have to spell it out. What is going to be left of a body left out in the elements with uh, animals, different temperatures, um, the degradation of that body will be severe. So that still doesn't, it's still evidentiary and it's still potentially they can get certain evidence from it, which they will do in the area, of course, where she was found is a crime scene. Uh, and, and you got to keep that in mind, that that area is a crime scene. Um, there was some also some conjecture, some rumor, unverified, that the land that she was found upon belonged to uh, Adam Fravel's, uh, his aunt and his uncle. Um, so that also can be a bit, a bit suspicious. Now, we're supposed to be going to, the press conference is supposed to be at 2 o'clock. Um, so we have about six minutes. We Unknown whether or not it's going to start promptly. But if it does start promptly, we will, we will go right to it. Um, at, the, at this point, you know, we can rehash um, 
their relationship, they have um, two children in common, a two-year-old uh, boy, I believe, and a five-year-old girl. Um, apparently, the relationship was was going south. Thus, on March 31st, when Maddie disappeared, uh, I think her family was quite uh, suspicious right from the beginning uh, that this was again an involuntary disappearance and as the police said involuntary and suspicious uh there was conjecture early on that potentially since adam fravel was a pilot could he have taken the body into the plane and uh, dumped it somewhere from the sky potentially in a body of water um apparently there was no evidence of that but it's a possibility that the police and the investigators always have to keep in mind um and i think i think they they have this picture here on the screen is um adam fravel's mugshot from yesterday evening so that's probably the shot you're going to see uh over and over again throughout this investigation um so on march 31st at 8 a.m uh, Madeline and uh, her partner, as he was referred to back then, we now know as Adam Fravel. Uh, they drop off their five-year-old daughter and their two-year-old son at daycare at uh, 8.15 a.m. Uh, the dark, a dark blue Chrysler Town & Country minivan, Madeline drives, returns to her residence. Madeline, Madeline doesn't show up for work at the Mayo Clinic. And... Um, that in, in itself is very suspicious. Now, you can conjecture also, does she work remotely or does she go into the office? And I think both was true, that she goes into the office and at times she works remotely. But the strange thing, it was her van. Why would Adam be taking her van to go on a seemingly... He, he claimed he was on errands, but the route that the van went didn't indicate that he stopped anywhere, at least the that the police are releasing to us. Um, at 10 a.m. on March 31st, Adam Fravel tells police he left the residence in her van, and when he returned later in the day, she was gone. Police say there is nothing to suggest she left on foot, or in another vehicle. So my question was, and it still is, and I don't know if it'll be answered, is did she ever go back into the house after the van was seen returning to the house? Or was that a clever maneuver by a premeditated person who commit, committed the murder? Was, was it premeditated? They're saying now it was intentional. Now, not to get redundant, but we've repeated numerous times, and a lot of you folks will thank us for this. You thank me all the time. We talk about how the most dangerous time for a victim of domestic violence is when that person breaks up with the uh, aggressor, let's put it that way, so we don't make it gender-specific. And they're in the most danger. And we saw that in the um, Gabby Petito case. Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie, how she appeared to be a, like a little wounded person. And um, there was many different arguments that maybe the police didn't handle that right or that uh, they should have been, they should have both been arrested or one of them should have been arrested. But in this case, it immediately, there was no, I guess, history in regards to um, reports made in regards to um, uh, domestic violence. So we didn't see anything about that. Uh, so I want to uh, also add, I want to play this on the screen. And this is that the police may have actually discovered uh, Madeline Kingsbury's body. Let me play this here. 
developments in the case of a mother who has been missing for more than two months. So investigators believe that they have found Madeline Kingsbury's body. Father of her child now behind bars. Winona police say that a Fillmore County deputy found those human remains Wednesday afternoon. It was in some brush off of Highway 43 near the town of Mabel. They say that tips from the Kingsbury investigation led them there. So after those remains were found, they arrested the person who's believed to have seen her last. This is her former partner, the father to her children, Adam Fravel. Here's his new mugshot. Nona County Jail's website says that he was processed there about 7.15 last night on a second-degree murder charge. Now, he has denied having any connection to Madeline's disappearance. She vanished after dropping off her kids, two kids, at a Nona daycare at the end of March. All of her belongings, like her phone and her wallet, they were found in her home. And the van she was driving, that was parked in the driveway, hundreds of volunteers had searched acres of land without any luck. But now that search may finally be over. WCCO legal analyst Joe Tamburino says the answers to questions like exactly exactly what happened to Madeline might not be for some time. The complaint may give us a window into what the evidence might show. The complaint might list a DNA sample. It might list some statements, but basically the bulk of the evidence really will remain unknown to the public until the case is well into trial. So as early as April, investigators zeroed in along Highway 43 in Fillmore County, and that's where the remains were found. Yeah, police say they're working with several agencies to quickly identify those remains. Madeline's 27th birthday was June 1st, just last Thursday. Her family asked people to put out blue lights, hoping to help light her way home. And her father posted this birthday message. Happy birthday, dear Maddie. Happy birthday to you and many more. We love you, Maddie. Happy birthday. Again, developing this morning, possible remains of Madeline Kingsbury found and the father of her children arrested on a pending second-degree murder charge. There is a news conference at 1 this afternoon. We will be streaming it live on CBS News Minnesota. We began with new developments in the so case folks, of a mother when who has been missing. Um, from when they talk about uh, 1, that's um, 2, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So as soon as that uh, that does come on, we'll, we would go right to it. Uh, at this point, I don't see that the, the uh, news conference has gone live yet. Um, one of the things, I, and I want to just praise the Winona police, they kept really, really quiet during this investigation. They didn't let anything slip out. They didn't tell, they didn't give the press anything. They didn't give the public anything. Uh, they never named a person of interest, even though it was clear, I think, to everyone that um, Adam Fravel was the person of interest, was the suspect. Uh, but the police never let that out. They never, Of course, they were investigating it all the while. They didn't let that out, that he was, he was a suspect. I think you have to know that, uh, that, you know, there's no doubt it's the person closest. And the person last seen with the, uh, with the deceased was... Adam Fravel, and he's the one with a, um, you know, has a motive to do it, uh, a, a relationship that was going south, a lot of emotion in there, uh, two children in common, a two-year-old and a five-year-old, and, you know, they, the media and the police were referring to Adam Fravel as her partner. Um, in some parts of the country, we'd say he's the baby's daddy or the baby's daddy because he's the daddy to both the two-year-old and the five-year-old. In many jurisdictions, New York included, that would be called a, a family relationship and potentially a common law marriage. Uh, there's certain responsibilities and legal responsibilities that come with fathering a child, even if the persons uh, have nothing to do with each other. There is still a responsibility uh, of the father uh, to provide for those children. And sometimes it's difficult to, to do that because the father may not have any a means to do that. Let me play a little bit of this. Breaking news tonight at 10, a major development in the case of the missing Winona mother of two. 
the children's father now in custody. Good evening. I'm Heather Armstrong. Dustin is on assignment and will join us in just a moment. But we begin with the breaking news tonight. Adam Fravel, the father of Madeline Kingsbury's two children, is in jail tonight. The 29-year-old is listed on the Winona County Detention Center's website as being taken into custody this evening around 7 p.m., held ahead of an initial court appearance on suspicion of second-degree murder. Winona police posting on Facebook, quote, a Fillmore County deputy found human remains on Wednesday afternoon north of Mabel, Minnesota. The body was found in some brush off Highway 43 and was located using information generated during the Madeline Kingsbury investigation. Because of this, law enforcement personnel have arrested Adam Fravel on probable cause in connection to her disappearance. Numerous members of the Winona Police Department, the Winona County Sheriff's Office, the Fillmore County Sheriff's Office, the Southeast Minnesota Violent Crimes Enforcement Team, Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension Agents and Crime Scene Personnel, and with the Southern Minnesota Regional Medical Examiner's Office, are working as quickly as possible to positively identify the remains. We are asking the community to respect the family's privacy at this time and not to speculate on the case until further information is made available. We will share an update tomorrow once we have more information confirmed. Now, we've reached out to authorities in Winona County to confirm whether this is related to the disappearance of Madeline Kingsbury, who went missing back on March 31st. But we have yet to hear back. Again, there is no confirmation that this is the remains of Madeline Kingsbury. There will be a news conference tomorrow in the Winona City Council Chambers that will provide more details. And don't forget, check our website, also our news app for more updates. So, folks, you could see the, uh, as I said earlier on, the, the police have stayed really tight-lipped in this case. They, Even at this point, they're not uh, giving out any information relative to connecting the dots, as we say in the investigative world. Connecting the dots in this investigation is this, well, the remains found, Madeline Kingsbury, was Adam Fravel arrested connected to in connection with the disappearance and the potential murder of Madeline Kingsbury. Again, we're hoping that the press conference that uh, is already supposed to have started, it's uh, seven minutes in, uh, that they will answer some of the questions we have. But one of the things we, we have to know also here is this Winona community is uh, a very strong community, a fantastic community that came together and to all offer their help and assistance in days and, and months of searches for Madeline Kingsbury. It seems that Madeline, Madeline Kingsbury, as well as her family, are quite loved in this community. And uh, I was very impressed with how the community cooperated, how the community came together to search um, for Madeline. It's really, it's extremely heart-rendering to, to know that again, Madeline Kingsbury is very loved and uh, the community pitched in. Now, apparently they, Adam Fravel and Madeline Kingsbury knew each other from high school. So that's where this, well, after all, Madeline's only 26 years old. So uh, high school's only for her eight years ago. And I guess he's of a similar age. So it, it goes back to high school, but that's not saying that uh, that's such a long time. It's eight years ago in the case of Madeline. Um, so it's very uh, possible that they were high school sweethearts. And uh, this relationship <clears throat> apparently blossomed from there, from high school. And unfortunately, it ended poorly uh, with his mugshot and him being charged with uh, with second degree murder. So it's, um, again, well, the presser is starting, I'm hearing, okay. Uh, let me see if I can get his picture off the, off the screen. And I'm not, there uh, we go. questions after they not be able to comment on any 
That is something we'll be able to discuss at a later date, but that is not something we will comment on today. I appreciate you respecting that and also respecting the family as we continue moving through this. Good afternoon. I'm Winona Police Chief Tom Williams. We are here today to announce that human remains were found yesterday in Fillmore County. This morning, the Southern Minnesota Regional Medical Examiner's Office performed an autopsy. Law enforcement has confirmed the remains are those of Madeline Kingsbury. Unfortunately, while this discovery is not what we were hoping for, we are thankful to be able to bring Maddie home to her family. Her body was found by a Fillmore County investigator on a remote stretch of road off Highway 43 north of Mabel at approximately 1.30 p.m. yesterday afternoon. Digital evidence collected by investigators led us to this area. It should be noted that the location of Maddie's body was off a low maintenance public roadway and was not property owned by the Pravel family or any of their relatives. The area had been previously searched, but Maddie's body was covered and concealed in such a manner that she was not visible. To say the least, the last 69 days have been frustrating, full of heartache and pain for the family, law enforcement, and the community. But during this time, the family never gave up. Law enforcement never gave up. The community never gave up. We want to recognize that the support from volunteers, public safety professionals, and all the media outlets were instrumental in keeping the blue light shining in order to bring Maddie home. We have said that we will hold anyone involved in Madeline's disappearance accountable, and we are here to tell you that we will hold steadfast on that commitment. We are asking everyone to respect the family's privacy and allow them the time to grieve and mourn the loss of Maddie. Good afternoon. My name is John DeGeorge. I'm the on behalf of the Fillmore County Sheriff's Office, we offer our deepest condolences, condolences to the family of Madeline Kingsbury. As Chief Williams stated, this is not the outcome we had hoped for, but we are grateful to help bring the search for Madeline to a close. After the conclusion of the large-scale searches led by law enforcement, Fillmore County Sheriff's Office investigators and deputies have continued to search specific areas and follow up on investigative leads on a daily basis. Hundreds of tips have come in to our team from many different sources, and each one of them was thoroughly explored. We are thankful for the partnership and the professionalism of the Winona Police Department, the Winona County Sheriff's Office, the Minnesota BCA, and all of the other supporting agencies. I am proud of our team of investigators and deputies who have kept focus and stayed committed and determined throughout this investigation. Our focus now is to continue to assist the Winona Police Department with every resource available to us to ensure that an accurate and complete investigation is prepared. Thank you. Good afternoon. My name is Michelle Grassmoney. I'm the Special Agent in Charge of the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. We want to express our gratitude for the incredible partnership that has been allowed by this team to successfully find Maddie. The Winona Police Department invited the BCA to help with this case from day one. And since that, every homicide agent throughout the state has helped investigate this case. We want to also acknowledge that the, the forensic scientists and the analysts who have worked tirelessly behind the scenes through mountains of evidence to generate leads. We are grateful for the more than 450 tips that have been sent to us. Law enforcement had evaluated each one of them and followed up in a, as many leads as possible. It's this kind of collaborative effort that brought us here today, able to bring closure to Maddie's family. 
Thank you. And that concludes our consent remarks. Unfortunately, I can't comment to that aspect. That would be a charging decision by the prosecution. Adam was arrested uh, at a residence in Mabel, and yes, it, he was arrested without consent. What led to Adam's arrest? Why was he arrested? It was a probable cause arrest that uh, we felt that law, uh, we had enough uh, evidence to, to make a probable cause referral. Can you tell us any more about that? Uh, not at this time. Do you believe that Maddie's body was in the same place this entire time, or had it been moved at some point? I can't comment on that. Uh, not at this time. That was one of the reasons for the delay. Can you tell us more about the digital evidence that might be there? Uh, we actually, to be specific on the digital evidence and all, we've had mountains um, of digital evidence that's related to phone data as well as uh, computer data. Uh, I can't comment on that. That'll be a charging decision by the prosecution. Again, I can't comment on charging decisions. As um, Bonnie had stated early on, we will not comment on any charging decisions. Do you believe anybody has helped Seth Brayden? Still under investigation, and I'm not willing to comment on that. Uh, she was uh, in a... Uh, wooded area off of a gravel road. That's all I'm prepared to say. You, you said that there was a delay in cause and manner of death. Are they able to determine that? Again, I can't comment on that. That would have to come from the medical examiner's office. You said Maddie's body was found uh, in a public area. Uh, can you maybe mention that uh, it was not found on the landfill by the site? How close Frable property is is within uh, the same area of Fillmore County. I would say within several minutes of where this is, and I think that's about as specific as we want to get. Uh, an investigator was following up on an electronic a tip related to electronic evidence and checked the area and located Madeline's body. Could you describe the previous searches that have taken place and how thoroughly that area has been looked at? Uh, specifically, I can't tell you how thoroughly that area has been looked at. What I can tell you is that we have searched with volunteer teams and with law enforcement um, in that general area as well as uh, most of the rest of that part of the county. But as indicated earlier, uh, there were efforts made to conceal the location of the body and it was not visible from the roadway. Was it something that if you walked right by this, it would not be a I don't think that we're prepared to, to comment on that right now. Well, our focus always remains on the job at hand. Uh, so our focus is always going to be and was in that case, what do we need to do next? Um, you know, we'll, we, we certainly recognize that this is emotional and it is for us as well as everyone else, but uh, priority number one is we've got a job to do and maintain professionalism. Uh, you mentioned uh, that the remains were found at 1.30. What time was Adam Frabel arrested? Uh, I think he was arrested, I would say, later in the afternoon. I don't know that off the top of my head. Sorry, Chief. 520. 520. By police officers or sheriff? Sheriff's deputies. What was his demeanor like when he said he was arrested? I don't think we're prepared to comment on that right now. It, it, went without incident. No, the deputy was not alone. He was with other deputies. Uh, to clarify, do you mean during the arrest or during the search? Uh, during the search, I don't, 
Yeah, during the search, the investigator that found Maddie was by himself. Again, the uh, response on that is relating to anything with the prosecution is that we are not prepared to comment on that at this time. As uh, Sheriff DeGeorge said, uh, it's, it's taken a lot of uh, effort by everybody um, and not just law enforcement, but volunteers as well. Um, we know what the task at hand is um, we know that we have a job to do. Everybody stepped up, and um, we did what we were what we were required to do, and we will continue to do that um, through the uh, trial stage of this as well. Was, was this the biggest mass search in, in most of your all's careers? You said you comment on the, on the scope of the last couple months. In my career, I do not recall um, a search of this magnitude. We had uh, uh, probably in excess of two thousand searchers. Um, after the initial weekend um, where the volunteers came out, which was coordinated by Winona County Emergency Management Director Ben Klinger in coordinates, uh, coordination with other emergency management directors. But um, in my 36 years in law enforcement, this has been um, one of the largest searches that I've ever been a part of. I know you received a lot of tips. Were there tips that, that ultimately were helpful in, in finding what you needed to find? Um, I can't comment on that at this stage. We have to continue to follow up on um, all of the evidence that we have collected to, the, to date, as well as evidence that was collected yesterday. Um, and we still have to review all witness statements and uh, wait for the results from the medical examiner's office to see if there's any further follow up from that office as well. That would be a child protection uh, Winona County uh, venue, and I'm not prepared to, to speak to that. Is the delay with the medical examiner also leading to the delay in the charging decision? Or does that fall under charging? That falls under charging. Has Honeywell talked with law enforcement or um, I'm not prepared to speak to that. It's still an active and ongoing investigation. I know there are a lot of long hours and many, many agencies helping with this to date. Um, does that change at all going forward? I, we still are dedicated, as uh, Sheriff DeGeorge mentioned, all agencies are dedicated to continue to do what it needs to do uh, to bring this to a successful conclusion. Okay, thank you everyone. Um, also, just to clarify, the reason we are not prepared to comment on charging decisions is not in an effort to conceal anything. It's because our primary focus is to protect this case and protect the prosecution. And so that is the reason we are not prepared today to speak on any charging decisions or any information related to that. I just wanted to be clear as to our motivations for not sharing any of that information. Thank you again all for being here today. We appreciate your continued coverage and support as we work through this case. Everyone behind me, BCA, the local police, and the local county sheriffs are all here to the end of this case. Thank you. So folks, you heard it there. Um, uh, I think at this point, we can absolutely uh, praise the work of law enforcement. Their professionalism was second to none. The fact that they kept their mouth shut and they saw this case through painstakingly. You heard the chief say at one point there was over 2,000 searches in this case. Um, one of the things they did say that was quite interesting, and we had said that um, early on, and again, I'm not saying I told you something, it's just having worked these kind of cases before, I understand what evidence is going to be the most important. And probably it was the digital evidence that potentially led them to that spot. By digital, I mean cell phone evidence, potentially uh, vehicle GPS evidence, things like that because they had searched that spot before and the chief had indicated that the body was concealed. So it was something, I don't, he wouldn't say what it was. Potentially it could have been a tarp or something covering the body to conceal it. So it wouldn't be uh, 
of view to, uh, to the investigators. Folks, this is Police Off the Cuff, real crime stories. If you like real crime, true crime from a police perspective, then you're in the right place. And if you're not subscribed to us, go on our YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a thumbs up and ring that bell. If you want to contribute to us financially, we have a Patreon with three different levels. And we also have our YouTube channel members with five different levels. And you see the folks in the font, the green font in the chat. There are fans, our subscribers, our friends, and we really, really appreciate it uh, for everything you guys do. Lou Lemoraco, thank you so much, Lou, for the $20 super sticker. Bill, you and Mike Geary were spot on from week one. Thank you so much, Lou. I really appreciate that. Um, I really, I have to really say that I admire this police department. Um, professional the whole way. They didn't waver. You could see some of the questions that even in the press conference that were being asked and they didn't waver. And they, when they thought questions were too intrusive and potentially uh, could compromise the investigation, that chief very said, uh, we're not prepared to answer that at this time. Because now the biggest concern is the person arrested, Adam Fravel, to get a conviction against him. He's been arrested for the murder of Madeline Kingsbury. And when you think about all the people that were involved in this case, 2,000 people searched, over 400 tips, the painstaking days, hours, and weeks of investigative work that culminated with yesterday. Two things happened yesterday, finding the remains of Madeline Kingsbury and arresting Adam Fravel. And, you know, there is some poetic justice to this, and some of it is that at least now there is no chance on earth that Adam Fravel will even be considered to get custody Potentially, could he get bailed out? Uh, I would, um, I wouldn't think so. But in this day and age, with the craziness of bail laws, you almost never know. But I think Adam Fravel is going to be in. Uh, one of the other things the chief said was that the police never gave up, and not just that, he threw kudos the way of the community. The community never gave up. The tips kept coming in, and the family. The Kingsbury family never gave up. The the uh, Madeline's sister Megan was the face of the family that uh, was able to go on numerous broadcasts, and uh, which undoubtedly helped. It keeps when you keep the case alive in the media, then people they call in. That's where a lot of the tips will come from. When the folks see that the case is staying alive and the family's engaged. Someone loved this woman. Many people loved uh, Madeline Kingsbury. That's important. That's super important. And that keeps the, the case alive, both with the community, keeps the case alive in the press, and it keeps the case alive, of course, in law enforcement, which never wavers anyway. But I just want to thank, and I don't know all of the scope of all the different law enforcement agencies that worked this case, but clearly they did a fantastic job. Um, these are very difficult cases. Um, I think a lot of times, if I can vent a little bit here, a lot of times the public just expects the police to solve things. No matter how difficult the task may be, the public just wants to hear that the case was solved. And we've seen that in numerous cases that we've covered. We saw that in Idaho where the press was calling it a cold case after six weeks, you know, and in this case also, I'm sure the community, uh, the public, the press, they were getting antsy. They were getting, this police department, are we going to solve this case? Are they ever going to find Madeline Kingsbury? And in these missing person cases, very, very difficult uh, to keep everyone on board and to keep everyone positive. Because, again, here's a young mother, 26 years old with two kids, and where could she be? She's gone, you know. And it was pretty clear to myself and many other people in law enforcement early on that there was going to be an unhappy ending to this case, unfortunately. And it, it doesn't give us great uh, joy to predict these things, but we've seen these things too many times before. And uh, 
the only you know you could use the word closure now the family has closure well maybe they don't yet maybe they won't have closure until the person responsible the personal persons responsible for this is uh is jailed and put away and uh that will somehow it'll never bring madeline kingsbury back but it'll maybe potentially give the family a little bit of closure and again this shines the light again on things that we talk about a great deal domestic violence specifically and just to remind everyone out there that maybe in a potentially domestic violence situation that you can get help you should get help and you got to be brave and get out of it you know because it doesn't get better it gets worse and that's exactly what madeline kingsbury was trying to do she was trying to get out of this relationship and things went terribly wrong and as we spoke about that's the most dangerous part of a domestic violence relationship is when the relationship is breaking up and i just want i don't want mean to be preachy but i know there's people out there listening that are in domestic violence situations and it doesn't get better okay it gets worse so reach out reach out to your family reach out to your friends reach out to some police departments to social service workers to help you to get out of that situation because unfortunately what happened to madeline kingsbury is happening today to someone else and it'll happen tomorrow to someone else so it's important for everyone to uh take heed to that and do the right thing and we realize um, i know i'm oversimplifying it it's a very difficult situation but you have to be brave and take action well folks that's our show for today uh i, I covered it last night with uh, as a breaking news story and today i think it was important since we covered this from the beginning to cover the press conference and now everyone knows um they in fact to, just to recap yesterday they found the remains of madeline kingsbury off highway 43 I don't know the area, so I'm just repeating what I heard off Highway 43. Today, they verified that it was, in fact, her remains. There was an autopsy completed. They did not tell us the cause of death. Now, remember, there's two things, manner of death and cause of death. Manner of death refers to homicide, suicide, accidental, or natural. Okay? This obviously is a homicide is the matter the cause we don't know that yet could be blunt trauma could be gunshot wound could be asphyxia again that was not reported by the police so folks thank you so much for tuning in today uh i'm gonna have a do a show tonight at seven on some of the media attention and the books being written on the idaho case uh at, at 7 p.m this evening so if you could tune in i'd be happy to see you guys there have a great day, everyone. And I'm Bill Cannon from Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories. God bless everyone. One episode, just